0: Absolutely. I mean, I look at it the same way as, as representation of, of all genders and all races in the outdoor world and sports in general. If you don't have someone to look to, to look up to, it's a lot harder to imagine yourself in different situations. So, you know, you think about like a a young female athlete, there's so many role models to look up to. And, and I think when you start talking about people with changes in ability or differences in ability, like they need to be able to we all need to be able to look up to people like ourselves succeeding in different venues, so that we can like achieve that same level and beyond.
1: I'm Jamie Mo Crazy, and you're listening to Life Gets Mo Crazy, where we'll hear from people who either been through a trauma or helped someone else through. It. Listen and learn strategies you can implement in your life so when a metaphorical avalanche slides you down the mountain of life you can climb an alternative peak with the best view i am here today with whitney thompson the marketing director at the national ability center so we're going to talk a little bit about what the national ability center is who they provide support to, and what you can know moving forward. So, Whitney, thanks for joining.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Jamie. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited you're here as well, because a quick little update on the National Ability Center. I actually went back learning how to ski after my traumatic burn injury with the National Ability Center, and that was life-changing for me. And then I loved what they offer so much. I stayed involved as a volunteer. I worked there for two summers on staff, and I've spoken um, with Mama Mo Crazy at their Red White and Snow Gala. And now I'm a committee member on the marketing committee, so they just can't get rid of me because I love them. So I'm so glad you're here to talk about what they do. So since I've said that what
0: they do a few times, why don't you tell us what they do? Absolutely. Yeah, the National Ability Center is a nonprofit organization that provides adaptive recreation and outdoor adventures for people of all abilities. So whether you've had a change in ability, or you have a cognitive um, difference in ability, physical difference in ability, or even are a veteran, or active duty military person, we work with you to get you outside um, with your family and friends and kind of use that as a springboard to create the best life you can.
1: Yeah. And one of the things I think is just so cool is that if you're in a wheelchair, you can do a high ropes course at the right. National
0: Ability Center. Yeah, ropes m- course is awesome. There's, I think there's like four or five features that were specifically designed to accommodate people with um, mobility devices and, and differences in ability. So I've seen people who are blind using the course. I've seen wheelchairs way up high going across a bridge and you get to work together as part of the team. It's all about inclusion.
1: Amazing. So what does the National Ability Center offer? You've you've hinted at a couple of things, but what are some of the programs that you
0: guys offer? Yeah. So there's a laundry list. Anything that you can do in the outdoors here in Utah, we pretty much work to make it Um, Adaptive and accessible. So anything from skiing and snowboarding to whitewater rafting down in Moab, um, which is in southern Utah, we've got mountain biking and cycling, rock climbing, um, equestrian programs, military programs, a little bit of camping. Um, So everything that's out there enjoying the, the great outdoors. We also have a competitive program. So athletes who are pursuing Paralympic dreams um, can be included there as well. And then we have a, a team flyers team for athletes with cognitive um, abilities as well.
1: So cool. So if, if you're listening and you know of someone who could benefit from this program, what do they do if they're interested? Where, where are you guys located?
0: Yeah, so we're located in Park City, Utah. We have a a ranch right there in Quinn's Junction that backs up to miles of um, trails. And there's even an adaptive loop right outside our door so we can get like a three-wheeled hand cycle on that trail as well. Um, We also have a small location down in Moab in southern Utah that is our base camp for our rafting adventures. Um, And if you want to get started... I'd say the first thing I would do is look us up online. Our website is discovernec.org. You can explore programs, learn a little bit more about the organization, and then go ahead and register or give us a call. Our number is 435-649-3991. And really, you know, if you don't know where to start or you don't know what rafting might look like for you because you use a wheelchair, you have a breathing device like our team, that's what we love to do. We love to talk people through all the adaptations and what a certain activity would look like for you and kind of how you could progress onto the next steps from there. Amazing. So you've been a
1: team member at the National Ability Center for a while now. How long have you worked with
0: them and why did you get into this career? Right. Um, So I've been at the National Ability Center for eight years now. Unbelievable. (laughs) I can't believe it's been that long. Um, And I sort of, I think I took a roundabout way to get to the NAC. Um, I grew up here in Park City, and I saw Michi White on the slopes with with veterans and people with physical disabilities or abilities skiing. And um, so it's always been kind of a part of my, my conscience here in Park City. But uh, several years ago, my father actually had a traumatic um, experience uh, in the outdoors. Um, and he didn't survive that, but he had a broken neck and some head trauma and things like that, which had he survived, it would have really changed how our family spent time together because we spent so much of our time outdoors and recreating. And that was that was our life. So it made me take a second look at um, kind of what life would be like if access to recreation wasn't there. And I realized I didn't want to be in a world where the outdoors wasn't a part of everyone's life. Um, So really that drove me to the NEC and looking at how we can make sure that recreation is available so people can build their confidence and be parts of a community and all those things you get from outdoor recreation, like making sure that was available to absolutely everyone
1: access to outdoor recreation it is so important and mo crazy strong actually did a partnership with the brain injury alliance of utah um, starting in march where we produced 10 videos and one of the videos for caregivers it's a heal the healers campaign and one of the videos was the importance of outdoors for both the caregiver and the survivor because everyone who's encountered a traumatic experience. Getting outdoors just changes your hormones and your endorphins, and they just getting active and breathing that fresh air. And there's so many people that don't understand that that's still an available option for them, even if they have had a change in ability. So, speaking of that, what would somebody do if they're listening to this? Because I have some listeners and they're from the East Coast and they're like, oh, that's so cool. We'd love to go to the National Ability Center, but we live in Connecticut. Do you have anything you could help them
0: with? Well, what I can say is once you get here to the National Ability Center, um, we have a really robust scholarship program. So you can stay in our on-site lodge. Um, We can get your your ticket on the mountain covered, your cost of your programming. That can all be covered if you need that financial assistance. Um, You just fill out a scholarship application while you're applying and we can make it happen. You know, I'd love, I'd love to say we have a, a transportation partner, Delta airlines, if you're listening, <laughs> look us up Southwest, whoever. Um, but right now, if you can get to Utah, we can help you from that point on. Um, and then also also, give us a call because we're happy to connect you to, there's there's tons of adaptive organizations all across the United States and our staff is connected with them. So, you know, wherever you are, give us a call. We can talk you through kind of some of the adaptations that we've found that have worked for people like you, and then also connect you with, with an organization that's similar to us um, in your area. There's also a resources chart on our website um, that has a map, but it's it's still being filled out. You might be able to find a place closer to you there too, but we invite you to come on out um, to Utah as well if you are able to. That's cool that you offer
1: offer lodging and can help make scholarships for all the activities. Mm-hmm. So if someone's listening and, and they're from Massachusetts and they're like, we want to plan a vacation with our family and our child has st- cerebral palsy and, you know, there's that's kind of a hard thing to plan vacations for but they could plan a vacation out to park city and enjoy what you have to offer is what it sounds like. To yeah, me.
0: absolutely. So whether you're going to come out with us and go camping and, and be on the river or just stay in park city and do some of our programs like climbing and <clears throat> excuse me. So stay in park city and do some of our programs like climbing and cycling and skiing. Um, we do have tons of rooms available in our lodge. Um, I would recommend booking early Um, and we do have ADA accessible rooms. So if you do need like a roll in shower or something like that, we can make that happen. We also have some partners locally that provide um, rental cars with hand controls and, you know, that can accommodate a wheelchair, things like that. So if that's something you need, we can get you connected with all the places that you need to be connected with. That's
1: just so cool because as, as you said, It's so important to be able to go to the outdoors and to think creatively. And if something has happened or it has been a lifelong journey, but for you to think creatively as a caregiver and be like, okay, how can I help support their life? It's just so cool what the National Ability Center offers. So, you are the marketing director at the National Ability Center. What are some dreams and goals to push the attention of the National Ability Center out? Because I live in Salt Lake City, and Mm -hmm. I run into some people who've never even heard of it. And I'm like, what? You haven't heard of the National Ability Center? Let me tell (laughs) you. So how do you think we can grow the awareness of what you offer?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because people who have a different ability or changed ability. It's very spread out in a lot of different communities. You know, there might be a good support network for MS. There might be a good support network for spinal cord injuries, but like as a large umbrella, it's a very, um, it's a diverse community, right? So I'd like to see us starting to reach out through those communities better. Um, We do have a good reach because we have people coming to the um, National Ability Center from, all 50 states and 30 countries. And in fact, last year, I think 90% of the people that came to the NAC were not from Park City. So we are getting the word out there. But of course, you know, I want everyone to have access to what we are able to do here and both in Utah and just as outdoor recreation. So, you know, we do want to build that network of companies and um, organizations that are kind of making a web of connections so people can find what they need, where they're at or where they're headed. More
1: than 90% of the individuals were not from Park City. That's a pretty impressive statistic, right there. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah something we talked about, you mentioned a little bit, um, but let's talk a little bit more about if you are in the military and you come home um, and then all of a sudden you need to, you have changes in your ability that have happened. What are some of the opportunities that you do specifically for the military?
0: Right. Yeah, I I think um, the military gives so much that we're 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 proud to be able to give back and help support um, veterans and and military as they transition back into civilian life. So we provide um, basically if you if you're in the military, you can sign up for any of our programs. So whether that's just taking an individual ski lesson. Or going on a rafting trip, that's all available to you. We also do um, specific military camps so you can get together with um, different veterans like yourselves. In fact, there's a women's warrior camp that goes on and they go rock climbing and paddle boarding and get to connect um, kind of on a different level. Uh, so those are our camps and retreats. And then we also have um, expeditions down, many of them are down in, in southern Utah right now, like on the river. So there'll be a special trip for um, military veterans.
1: I think that's pretty darn cool to connect with other military veterans, because I think what I've heard from people I've talked with, a big thing that happens when you, you come back from service, um, when you come back, you don't have anyone to really talk to. And people try to understand, but unless you've lived in that situation, it's a, it's awkward to talk about it. So. I think it probably helps a lot emotionally for them to feel like they can have camaraderie with individuals who understand and yet not have that be the focus. So the focus isn't going there to lament or complain or like talk about their struggles or talk about their successes. The focus is to go there and go rock climbing up an awesome spot, you know, the focus is action. Um, But just having that camaraderie with individuals who kind of understand
0: where you've been. Absolutely. I think that connection is so key in all of our programs, whether it's, you know, our action camp for kids that have a different physical ability, getting to connect with other kids that have had some of the same experiences as them and have some of the same dreams as they do. Um, I think it's the same for our military population. You know, some some things that, that you see when you're in the military or at war, you you know, someone has to be there to be able to relate to you. And so we're getting people together who've lived the same experiences and getting them on some really awesome adventures. And the other key thing for, for people um, in the military is sometimes when you're transitioning out of, of military, there, there was such a strong mission um, driven part of your life that when you come out, it's like, I've heard that you have to find what your next mission is. Right. And, and I think here at the NAC, like we're, we're bringing in some of that adrenaline and some of that purpose. And, you know, you can you can meet other people that are like you. I've seen people come through our programs and then go back to start organizations um, to get other veterans like themselves in the outdoors back home as well. So it really does kind of help people redefine their purpose and, and use the outdoors as a springboard for the rest of their life.
1: That's a good point you brought up in that conversation right there, is Beyond just the military, it's so important to get together people who have the same changes in ability or, or similar to have camaraderie. Cause as you pointed out, like so many of the different ability levels people have are so spread out. So Mm -hmm. there's probably individuals who've never seen anyone else with the change in ability that they have. And so to bring them together, and even if it's not the exact same, but seeing that there's other people out there who live the way they do and think the way they do or have the physical ability that they have just opens their mind to the
0: possibilities that they have. Absolutely. I mean, I look at it the same way as as representation of of all genders and all races in the outdoor world and sports in general. If you don't have someone to look to to look up to, it's a lot harder to imagine yourself in different situations. So, you know, you think about like a, a young female athlete. There's so many role models to look up to, and and I think when you start talking about people with changes in ability or differences in ability, like they need to be able to we all need to be able to look up to people like ourselves succeeding in different venues so that we can like achieve that same level and beyond. And speaking of looking up to people
1: um, ac- achieving success, you mentioned about your competitive team and that's what they do. They achieve a lot of success. So let's yeah. talk about your competitive team a bit.
0: Yeah, so we have a high-performance um, competition team. Right now it is um, alpine ski racing and snowboarding for people with um, physical differences. So most of them are going to be what's called classifiable um, for Paralympic sports. So it basically just takes people who have similar levels of abilities and puts them together um, to compete kind of on a, on a fair playing field. Um, we have so many athletes who have either won – Paralympic gold medals, or training to go to the Paralympics, or just even just up their level of competition—you know, from a local level to a regional or Um, national—it's just really, it's really cool to see them come together and almost help each other along more so than you you always see um, in sports in general. Like it's it's a collaborative approach, I'd say, on our team. Um, And then on top of that, so we have the high performance team. And then there's also Team Flyers, which is um, for athletes with cognitive differences. So right now, Team Flyers encompasses um, a freestyle ski team and a a racing team, and some athletes do both. And then in the summertime, we have an opportunity for uh, those Team Flyers athletes to come together and train and work on life skills and be a part of something together through cycling and archery this summer.
1: Team Flyers is actually what after I went, we learned how to ski with the National Ability Center. And that was such a cool process because I actually started on home run, which is a green, green circle, which is the easiest run at Park City. And to come from someone who two weeks prior was double flipping X Games level jumps and courses was crazy. But for me, just being on snow and every run, just feeling my body, like, remember it. And it's actually your mind remembering it, not not your body, if you want to get all scientific with your synaptic connections. But anyways, my mind would just start remembering and it would just, every run was easier and easier. And it was such a great experience. And then once I graduated, Team Flyers, that was the first year. And so I did some volunteer work for Team Flyers to help get it started. And it's nice to hear that it's going along.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, Team Flyers is growing and it's it's great. Um, I, I remember watching you get back out there a little bit. I Every once in a while, I'd see you out there and it was cool because you were kind of like learning alongside the kids in some ways. And I imagine it made you a better volunteer slash coach to have so recently relearned some of those skills.
1: Yeah. And it, it is interesting. Um, speaking of volunteer slash slash coach before my accident, I had never done any ski coaching and now I'm a, I'm a coach for the competitive girls at team park city. And so I do do some coaching and, um, before my accident, like I said, before my accident, didn't do any coaching and didn't really understand how to teach people. Like I learned to ski when I was 1 years old. I learned how to hit a jump when I was probably like 3 or 4. <laughs> so like I I didn't really remember learning how to do it. Yet when I had to relearn how to do it all, it was so fresh in my mind that it was much easier for me to be able to relate um, performance techniques and tips
0: to others. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I think sometimes at the National Ability Center we we see that happen where you know you never want to say a traumatic experience is a great thing that happened but so many people it changes the course of their life and they end up entering into worlds that they they never thought they'd be in
1: yeah well it is it is interesting because i was actually on i i was being interviewed on a podcast last night on the Brain Injury Radio Network and I actually said that I feel fortunate that I had my brain injury because of the opportunities I have to work. I'm actually a, a board member on the Utah Brain Injury Council and work I do a lot of partnerships and works to help understand person to person versus statistical practices and just opportunities that people can implement in the medical field and then also the therapy programs and how to, um, like an example, language matters. So how to work with the person instead of the patient. And the power of that, I feel so lucky <laughs> that I get to do it. So I'm glad that you got to watch and I I do think there's been a ton of work and there's a lot of days when I cried and sobbed and I probably wouldn't have been nearly the same person. I know I wouldn't have had the same life or be the same person as I am now. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't have had the brain injury. Maybe I would have won an Olympic gold medal and that would have been so cool. But this opportunity that I have is something that I feel very
0: fortunate to have and took a long time to create. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been cool seeing you grow. And like, you know, we at the NAC, we like to focus on what people can do. We like to say, I can lives here because it's not about what you can't do and what, what doors have closed. It's about which ones open up to you.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so incredible. And another fortunate thing about my recovery was that I lived in Park City, and I knew of the National Ability Center, and I couldn't have chosen a better place to be involved with. (laughs) If If I had the choices, I couldn't have chosen a better one. So I'm so glad that I have been getting to chat with you, and hopefully some of the listeners will understand that if they have a change in ability, that doesn't mean that they have to just emotionally be depressed all the time or just sit indoors or if they know of somebody else you know it might be a, na- a neighbor or a friend and just just share some of the information like what i i would say is maybe you could go on like the national ability center website and just show one of the videos or their instagram they have a lot of videos and just be like hey isn't this cool like are you interested in learning about this for your child or your parent or something and just just get the word out there. Cause like Whitney said, it's, it's not something that's always front and center. And most people don't really think about changes in their ability until they happen. And then once they happen, they don't realize that there's opportunity for them to get back to living a life they love. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think, um, What's so important about the National Ability Center is that we all might need this at some point in our life or someone we know will need this. Um, And it's a chance to kind of reclaim your situation and figure out how how to make it work for you. Um, I'd say follow us on Instagram, give us a call, come on out, you know, bring your friends and family. It's not something you do alone. This is something we do together as a community. and find something you love to do. Amazing.
1: So do you have any last words?
0: I just can't wait to see everyone. Come on out (laughs) and let's go skiing. Let's go rafting. Let's climb and ride. Uh, We're here for you. Thank you so
1: much, Whitney, for taking the time to come talk with me and share all the opportunities the National Ability Center has to offer every single person in the world. So that's just so cool. Thanks,
0: Jamie.